Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I'm just sitting here listening and observing, but people will interpret and actually put meaning to something where there is no meaning to be had because of their own insecurities and uncomfortableness. Hey, what's going on y'all? It's your girl, Bria, your introverted podcast bestie. Yes, I am introverted. I've talked about that before, right? I don't know. That might be another podcast episode I need to do. But yeah, your girl is definitely introverted. And I like the way that rolled off the tongue. Your introverted podcast bestie. Anyway, welcome back to Brown Girl Self-Care. As you know, I decided to go ahead and start doing F the Cubicle Fridays twice a month. So here we are. It's Friday, F the Cubicle. (laughs) Now, if you are... Let's get this clear. If you're satisfied with your career, you're elevating, you're you're a glowing girl, you're at the whatever your job is and you're just glowing and you're shining like a rock star, that's amazing. However, that isn't the case for all of us. Some of us require and desire something different than uh, the typical nine to five, especially when it's a grind, when you are expected to be superwoman, when you're treated like you're invisible or you're not being respected by how you're treated or with your pay, or you just want to do something different. You want to spread your wings and fly away, like Troop said in that song back in the 80s or 90s, right? These episodes are really for you, but honestly, I believe that everybody, anybody that listens to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast, you can get some really good nuggets out of these conversations, okay? So without further ado, today I had the pleasure of being in in um, conversation with Shana Campbell. Shana Campbell's dope, y'all. She helped me get the collective rest retreat together as far as like the workbook and how it was placed and worded and organized and all that stuff. Like when I tell you I was able to give that to her, like delegate that to her and she just like took it off my plate and took a ton of pressure off my back. Who shall I? If you ain't ever put no workbook together, child, <laughs> girl. But if you are, for example, a coach, a consultant, a creative, you know, someone that has more so like a, I guess a service-based business, like Shayna is your girl. She helps you bring your ideas to life in the form of like compelling premium courses and digital products. Like everything's going digital these days, right? So she can help you put all that together. And that's why I wanted to have her come on to talk about uh, delegation. That's the main theme of this conversation. We're going to dive deeper into delegation. And this is important because a lot of us, when we start out, when we say, you know what, deuces to the cubicle, um, sometimes our money's funny. So funny that it makes us want to cry, right? But sometimes that money's funny or you don't have a squad, you don't have a team. You need people in your corner that are going to help you get your ideas out of there. Like you need to get out of the way 
and let somebody else take your idea to life and help you put your course together or your workbook or different things like that. You, you know, that kind of stuff. We'll talk about it. But yeah, she's the founder of Laundry Brilliance. And like I said, she's dope. So get your journal, get you some tea or your coffee um, or a glass of wine, girl, if you're listening to this at night. And um, did I say a journal already? But yeah, there's going to be some really good takeaways in this conversation. I want you just to go ahead and sop them all up like a biscuit. And before we get into this episode, I do want to let you know that if you're like a diehard F the Cubicle fan, you want to start rocking your gear on the weekends so that you can just kind of start preparing your mindset, go to browngirlselfcare.com and grab your sweatshirt. It is right now 10% off, no special code week, excuse me, no special code needed this week only. Again, get your F the Cubicle sweatshirt and t-shirt, by the way, for 10% off in the shop, browngirlselfcare.com. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this conversation. Hey, hey, Shana, what's poppin'? Hey, what's good, Bree? And thank you so much for inviting me to talk to these beautiful, brilliant people you got listening here. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I just, I'm just excited, like I said, to share your your brilliance. Speaking of launch your brilliance, I want to share your brilliance with these dope queens that are in fact listening. So before we get into delegation and and how and why you are the queen of delegation, um, (laughs) go ahead and share with our audience who you are and what you do. So thank you so much. And I want to just say again, thanks, Brie, for inviting me to chat with your peeps on F the Cubicle Fridays. Okay, so um, let's talk about delegation. And and Brie gives me the queen of delegation. And I'll say it's a learned process, right? Because the reality is nobody can do it better than we can. Like, hello, amen, somebody. So for me, um, honestly, this came from like, my mindset in this came from like corporate. And so I actually have worked in training and development for a number of years and then transitioned into my business in 2017. And honestly, it was because there was a conflict between what I was doing for my job and what I wanted to do. And so I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? F the cubicle, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So 2017 was like my push into entrepreneurship. And it was when God kept telling me like, you can do this, but I just didn't believe it in myself. And so there was a series of things that happened at work, you know, and um, left me in a place of like, I I really got to get out of here for my mental state. And so Mm. I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this, who are still cubicle bound, still still chilling with your peeps at at the work, at the job, can Mm. identify with like feeling like completely void in your mind, like mentally exhausted, done over it. I was all that and some. So hello. (laughs) Right. So when I rolled out in 2017, I started Think, Learn, Engage, which is my corporate side to my business. And then um, basically worked with a lot of corporate entities, Hilton, State Farm, some of the peeps you know. um, And then basically coming along the process, last year, the pandemic forced me into a space of like, okay, so now what can I do? Because people was coming to me saying, hey, um, some of my consultant friends, like, I don't know how to put my stuff online. And so that kind of thrust me into working with entrepreneurs, helping them bring their brilliance online and also um, started a slight Zoom production because nobody knew how to run Zoom a year and a half ago. So, mm. um, you know, collected some coins in that area and decided to help some people out. So that, you know, basically brings me here today. And that's how I got, you know, got got my start working with entrepreneurs. And I'm, um, again, happy to be here to talk about brilliance and delegation. 
Wow. So 2017 feels like 50 years ago, but real talk, it wasn't. That was just a few years ago. Right. And you've been able to do so much in such a, I'll say short amount of time because, and I'm saying short again, even though this was around 2017, so what was that? 18, 19, 20, 20, like four years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm sure that delegation was a huge part of of not only what your business can offer to entrepreneurs, but also it was something that you had to learn to to be okay with and do and give yourself permission to do as well, right? Oh, you said a whole word in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> permission, right? Yeah. So when we talk about permission, I will honestly say that I brought to me like many of us do, because I know a lot of people listening are side hustlers. Maybe you even own a full-fledged business because don't let nobody tell you you ain't an entrepreneur because you got uh, a funder, okay? Which is your job. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, honestly, I brought that that mentality of like, you know, the job, right? Do it all yourself, right? You do your job. Like when you get your job role, you do all of the things yourself, except the mm-hmm. fact that when you step into your business, you are the CEO and every job role isn't for yours to do. So now you're taking, you're going, taking yourself from working at a job to where you may be three to four or five levels down sometimes for some people, right? Now taking yourself to the very tip top. But we forget that we were at a job with five layers of people in between us and also people who work alongside us and people who work beneath us to actually bring that ideas, you know, what I'm saying to light those visions to light and that strategic plan to light. So then we go into entrepreneurship like, you know, with this cape on our back, like we're going to do it all ourselves. And honestly, um, burnout happened really quickly for me because um, mm-hmm. I, I was really successful out the gate. You know, what I'm saying like my, my first client was actually my old job. And then from there, I started working with clients that we had while I was working there. So that's where, you know, my Hiltons and Geico's and everybody came in. But it was like everything happened at one time and it was literally just me. And I hadn't done a really great job of relationship building at that time. I had Mm -hmm. not done (laughs) a really good job of kind of fleshing out, like, what do I want my business to look like? Like, I hadn't done any of that stuff. Like, I did what we do. We jump in and we figure out the issue later, right? So mm-hmm. after all of that, I kind of figured out like the burnout started and I'm trying to figure out like, how do I get this done? And I remember my mentor saying this one critical thing. And if you ladies don't get anything else out of this podcast, get this. The who does not have to be you. And honestly, I'm going to say it again. The who does not have to be you. <laughs> and that freed the heck out of me because it let me figure out like, now how can I make this work for me? I still didn't have the plan or the vision for like what it is. And it's been up and down over the years. I will tell you, I'm getting to a place of stability um, in the entrepreneur side that I've, I've been able to comfort comfortably have on the, um, the, the corporate training side for some years now, but I'm getting to that level on the entrepreneur side where I can actually serve in the excellence that I want to serve in, but mm-hmm. it doesn't like, I'm not creating everything. You know, the reason why I was, why, why that workbook was able to get done for Bree was because she shared her vision. I passed that along to somebody else. All I did was a check in with Bree. Like, hey, girl, is this, does this look good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what you want? You know, we got to move a couple people around. We good, right? And then I hand it off to her. But I didn't have to actually create it. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things where someone else was off creating Bree's thing while I was off creating something else, like selling, you know, selling a course or working with a client or something else. And I'll tell you that time freedom, that that freedom of knowing that 
these things are going to stay on track while you are actually doing the other thing. Man, like you talk about mental clarity and like just mental space that just like you can woosaw, you can exhale, you ain't got to hold your breath. And knowing that as long as you gave clear direction, what's coming back to you, it may not look like what you want it to look like exactly. It never is. Let me just be honest with you. Mm -hmm. They are never going to deliver something exactly how you would have done it. Mm -hmm. You know what? For me, I'd rather make a couple of tweaks than to have to do the whole dang on thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Girl, you said so much. And I don't even know what to circle back on because you said so much. Like you said so much in in such a short time. (laughs) So one thing that I will say is... I am totally co-signing you, co-signing with you in regards to when you hand it off to someone, it isn't going to be exactly like you do it, right? And we have to learn to be okay with that because if we're not okay with that, we'll never hand off anything. And if you're not able to hand off things, then you'll never be able to continue executing that vision that you have, like to its fullest. And I'm not saying that you should accept um, substandard quality, for example. This is why it's important to like, you know, give people trial runs or, you know, just really hone in on what specific things are the most important to you when you are handing off tasks. Because you're right, it's not going to be exactly the way it would have been had you done it. And perfect case in point is I'm working with a graphic designer to uh, design some things or an illustrator to design some some things, as you know, Shana. And I sent them a request for this this image that I envisioned. I, I sent it over to them. And then within 24 hours, they got back to me. And it wasn't quite the way I wanted it. And let me just say, number one, I'm not a, an artist anyway, so I wouldn't have been able but to do it that way. About your ish, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, I ain't no artist anyway, so I would not have been able to do it. But the point I want to make is they aren't necessarily going to do it exactly the way you envision. But when, when you're working with the right team, the right person, whomever, um, you can go back to them and say, hey, I love this these are the tweaks that I'm looking for and you give it back to them and then they make the little tweaks that you need. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yes. And also I was going to say, this is why really knowing what your vision is comes through because if you don't know what that vision is, what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it feels like, what it smells like, what you want it to be, you can't hand that off to someone because they're not going to know well, what color should it be? What font do you like? How big should it be? You know, they don't know the specifics. Only you know what your vision is, right? right. Yeah, you bring up such a great point with that. And I was actually want to say, that would be my delegation tip number one, is be explicitly clear. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I do, let me let me give y'all a little hack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it's not a hack for some of you, um, is that when I'm working with people, especially um, individuals, um, so a lot of us outsource overseas and, and I'm no different, right? Mm-hmm. So my assistant actually lives in the Philippines. Uh, just because she's in the Philippines doesn't make doesn't mean she doesn't make a living wage. Let's be mm-hmm. clear. <laughs> Right. So she's in the Philippines. Right. But, you know, and so are some of the designers and things that I work with. But here's the thing. When I'm working with her, like we just got off of a call this morning. 
I provide her with a video and also expectations of what I want the outcome to look like. So it doesn't have to look exactly like this, but I give her some inspiration to go off of. So she's right now designing, let's say, a workbook, right, for one of our clients. And I'm like, hey, this design um, look goes well with what what their brand is. So what does she get, you know, um, in terms of what I give her to give her um, that actual project? So she gets a video that's sharing with her what I actually want to have created what the brand colors are, the links to find all of the images and anything that the client has shared with us, right? Um, then she also gets um, the image of like what the design uh, inspiration looks like. And then she gets any additional context from me, like, hey, um, every every page should have a footer. And this is in our design briefing. So when, I, when she signed on, she got a design briefing document to let her know mm-hmm. That every page should have a footer. Every page should have page. Anything that is a multi-page document should have page numbers. Um, always include someone's social or email or something at the, or the name of their business at the bottom of the um, in the fo- within the footer. Um, if we are creating something that requires a certain type of uh, text uh, or we don't have the text, we always use uh, the lorem ipsum text. But I like a specific lorem ipsum, so I gave her the mm-hmm. link to that generator. Um, so like, how are you, the question for you um, as an entrepreneur, side hustler, uh, whatever, you know, uh, title you go by is how are you preparing, setting them up for success? So how are you preparing them to, you know, to have success on your behalf? And that's a question that a lot of us don't want to start because we're like, oh, I want to delegate, but we want to just give it to somebody and just want them to literally like download from our brains how we make it. <laughs> and it's like, they don't got osmosis. This ain't no what? Star track situation. They don't. You're just supposed to know. Maybe you do. Listen, <laughs> they're just supposed to know. Okay, they this this is my. They just supposed to. They supposed to know. They supposed to just know. Get it together, right? Yeah, they supposed to just know. It doesn't work like that. So it's like right. think to yourself, like if you're still in a you know a cubicle type of job, right, or or any job that requires a desk or something else, because it might not be a cubicle. This might be your crib right now. So if you are working a job. And someone gave you something and was like, hey, create this thing for me with no direction, no guidance, no <laughs> idea of what success looks like. You'll be, look, you be side-eyed and Bob and Karen and Ken. Like, why did you come over here and give me this document? And I don't know, when's the due date? What do you want it to look like? What does success look like? What's the look and feel to this thing? You know, who is this going to? Is it an executive type of level of document I'm creating? Is it just for the team so I could be a little bit more casual? Yet, we'll take something and do that same thing. Just, this is what I want. I want a workbook. And we'll give it to that person and be like, create magic, girl. And get, <laughs> they'll be mad when they give us something back and we like, this ain't what I wanted. Well, this also is not what you communicated. <laughs> so you, you got know, exactly what you didn't communicate. That is like so true. And this is like a life hack as well, because I don't, I think this, this goes for, in life as well. People are not just supposed to know. Like, for example, as a mom, when you have kids, you give them chores. That is a part of delegation. Yeah. Because there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that we can or should we do it all. And if you are in a place where you don't have, for example, the funds to have someone come in every two weeks or every week to clean your home from top to bottom, you are going to need to delegate to your boo, to your your 14-year-old, even to your three-year-old, certain tasks that they can do to make sure that house is running efficiently. efficiently. And so, for example, if you just tell your 14-year-old, hey, um, your chore for Saturday is to clean the kitchen, 
and that's all you say. I mean, this is a 14 year old. When you come back, let's say you go run an errand, you come back thinking that this is done. Um, the dishes might be washed, but they're still sitting in the strainer. The floor might have been kind of sort of swept, but there's food under the table that they missed because they didn't pull the chairs out. Um, if if the floor swept at all, like there's certain little things. Maybe, maybe they wipe down one countertop, but what about the ones next to the stove? You know what I'm saying? So we have to, again, understanding that they are not going to do it specifically exactly how we would do it. Right. But just knowing that if I give them a list of what I envision or things I want to check off, that they can follow that list, like, like that you're giving them a system that they can follow off and just be done mm-hmm. instead of guessing about, oh, well, this is, well, this is clean to me. I mean, cause the 14 year old, this is clean to me, <laughs> you know? Right. And you, you made a really good point about giving a list. Um, and so one of our, um, someone uh, recently said, inspect what you expect. So what mm. expectations do you actually have? Like, do you have a checklist for them? Do you have some other things that that kind of like set the expectations for how you want something to actually be delivered to you? Um, and then, you know, like again, having a reality, um, I adopt two two mottos in my life that has like freed me honestly. And, and one is good is good enough and done is better than perfect. And so mm. oftentimes what I find with entrepreneurs is that we seek perfection <clears throat> And it's the one thing that holds us back as well is because we're looking for that that one period to be this way, this one circle to be twisted this certain way. It's a circle, boo. It, if you twist it one one way, it's going to still be a circle. Like we <laughs> want this one thing to be over here. And it's just like, will the average person understand and know like, you know, uh, perfection is not what, you know, most people can actually deliver. And if that's, if that's your highest state, if that's the standard that you want, then there is a cost that comes with people who value luxury. And so now you have to think about what type of products, what type of services, what type of customer experience do you actually provide? And then what are your costs and charges for you to be able to actually supplement what you're expecting, right? So those two have to align what your budget is to pay somebody in terms of delegation and your expectations back have to align also with the customer output, but you can't be luxury wanting to pay you know, Kool-Aid, as we would say, <laughs> you know, you can't be luxury. It can't be Ritz-Carlton, all those different things, and then wanting to stay at the comfort end. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't pay those prices and expect that type of, that level of, um, of white glove, hand-holding experience, because what comes with that is just a different level of, um, of investment. And so I would say that when you're thinking about also the delegation piece of that, think about the the budget that you have. I'm not at all, let me clarify, saying that you should expect trash because right. your budget's not large. What I am saying is that we have two two currencies in business. We either got money or time. We do we rarely have enough of both, right? You got time or money, money time, you rarely have enough of both. So either you have the money, the proper money to pay the elite to do it you know, better, quicker, faster, and with premium experience, or you have a little bit more time to take so that you can outline things so that the person that, that is getting it can deliver it in the, the done is better than perfect model in which you can get out in your business. And it still makes your brand look good. Only you will know what that looks like because only, you know, your budget, only, you know, your, the time investment that you have. But I would venture to say, if you are a uh, cubicle pimping, if, if you are still at a job, if you are a mom, if you are taking care of others, if you are doing any other thing in life, 
time is not a resource that you really want to be wasting. So I would look at how do you balance time and budget? Mm-hmm. That is for sure, for sure. Especially, I mean, for everyone, but especially women, like with so many things that we are doing or want to do or in a vision for our lives, like mm-hmm. we don't have the time to waste. We got to be on it. And so you bring me to that that thought of like, uh, what is it? Time, money or quality? <laughs> yeah, like the project management triangle. Yeah. So like if you, what is it? If you want it quality, it's going to take longer time and more money. You can only get two of the three is essence two what, what the they three. say. You will never yeah, ever yeah. be able to get all three. So if, yeah, if you want higher quality, which means the arrow goes up for high, right? You're either going to have to increase the time or increase the money that you pay, but you cannot get higher quality with decreased time and decreased money. Like it just doesn't work that way. So it's like right. you can pay, you can get higher quality, less time so that the arrow goes down with more money because it's going to cost you more because people are going to charge you a premium for getting things done in short amount of time, right? If you mm-hmm. want a lower cost, you can increase time and then maybe you, you know, I don't, I don't want to say sacrifice, but maybe quality isn't something, you know, it, it's middle of the road type of thing if you want to decrease that. So it's like, and you'll get a higher quality for a lower cost if you increase the time. So like, it's like, how do you actually want, you know, to, to manage this and that triangle, if you keep that in mind, you can only get two. <laughs> so what two are really important to your brand? And if mm-hmm. you stick with that, it can be a guiding post for you in terms of delegation, because then you're able to clearly articulate what you need from someone else and what that's actually going to look like for them to create for you. And then what that, you know, there's a good, better and best. That's why we always have those options. When we go to the car wash, you got a good, better or best. What in your business what does that look like for good, better, or best? And then what is your what is your your particular budget for good, better, or best? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True that. So when you take us back just a little bit, because I know that you mentioned like why you left your nine to five. You were just getting super close to like burnout and you're like, this is really just not working with me. So you're like, okay, let me just go ahead and bet on myself. And you did. You made the leap in, I think you said, 2017. So your business gets started and you're moving along, moving along, moving along. And you're like, hmm, I think I need to start getting some of this stuff off my plate. Yeah. What what I guess happened or what brought you to that realization that now is the time to start delegating if I want, you know, this business to, to thrive as well as me, if I want me to thrive as well as this business, when did you realize you needed to start delegating? Yeah, honestly, it's a really good question for me. It was, I think it was a bit too late. You know what I'm saying? By the time I decided, um, because I was actually, and I think this is what happens to a lot of us. We do it when we can't take it anymore. And Mm. it's like, we should actually do it before then, but we always think that we can't afford it. We don't have enough time to train anybody. We don't have enough, you know, you know, fill in your blank, right? Whatever thing you're telling yourself. But I will say this, I would much have rather hired sooner than to get to the burnout because, you know, when I left my job, I was on a, you know, I was on a high mentally exhausted just because of the, the, the mental gymnastics they were putting me through, but I was at my dream job. So I would have stayed there till the cows came home. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, I got to a place where I think I had maybe six or seven clients 
and their work started to overlap. I could no longer like push off like doing one project one month and then giving it to them for feedback or two weeks and then doing that. It's just like everything started overlapping. My calendar started filling up with um, status meetings, update and kickoff meetings and things like that. And I was like managing for a while very well. And then I was like, well, wait a second. Like I'm going to need another instructional designer if we're, if we're going to actually be able to pull, if I'm going to actually be able to pull this off. Oh my gosh, I need somebody who does video. Oh my gosh. And so then now, instead of preparing for the delegation, right, in a way that was meaningful in doing it before I was ready so that I could actually see what was going on inside the business, I was so busy working in and doing every single solitary thing that when I looked up, I needed all these resources and I had to do it all at one time. So now I'm overwhelmed with having to find a video a video person, having to mm. find somebody who knows how to write scripts, having to find somebody who knows how to do certain things in articulate, which is one of the things that I use to develop um, content on my corporate side. Um, knowing how to use an LMS, knowing how like now you're you're trying to find these different people, these unicorns, if you will, sometimes to do all of the things I need to do in my business, which if I would have one leveraged relationships and just reached out because so many people were willing to help me. But the story I had told myself was that no one knew what I was doing and no one would, would help me and there would be nobody there to support me. And that was so far from the truth. But it was mm-hmm. my defense mechanism for not wanting to hand anything off, right? Because if I mm-hmm. don't bring anybody in, I ain't got to hand that off, right? So I get, a, I get a chance to be, you know, the champion, the hero. But what I realized is that it, I'm always better together. I'm always better with friends. I work better that way. And so that's how I, I see my team. We're a, we're a team of super friends that have specific superpowers that we get together and we execute to provide our clients with their you know completed output. And I think it was probably about a year, uh, a year and a two months in or so when mm-hmm. the ish hit the fan. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So like either I got to say no to business and, re- and and potentially have my pipeline draw up because I wasn't working with, you know, I wasn't working B2C, business to consumer at the time. I couldn't just, you know, say, hey, I'm having a flash sale or I'm putting something up on Facebook ads and it sells. Like the sales cycle for corporate is anywhere from four to nine months, if not longer. So you got to be cultivating relationships and building and, and actually following up and all those different things. So if I let this dry up, who knows when the next opportunity is coming along? So it was like about, I'd say about 14 months in. And it was like I said, it was too late. And if there's anything I can say to you all um, amongst the, you know, making sure that you just delegate early and, you know, earlier than you need it. And, and most people think that they should start with a VA. I don't necessarily agree with that <laughs> because mm-hmm. a project is what I needed. I needed somebody who could look globally at what we were doing so that we were taking on more work. We knew exactly where to fit them in. We could figure out the project management is not my forte. It's what I what I was doing so that I could get by. But it wasn't my forte. So also understanding what your strengths are so that you can delegate effectively is very, very helpful. And so on the entrepreneur side, sometimes we call them online business managers. Sometimes we call them fractional COOs. You Mm -hmm. will see them call operations people, that type of thing. So those are the people that you go to and you can get out your full vision. You can talk to them about like what is actually happening, what's going on. And then they are meant to execute some of those things on your behalf with the rest of the team. And I will say that once I finally began to look at that person, it was a lifesaver because now I don't have to worry about are the projects staying in on track. That's that person's one job is to make sure 
that these things, the ideas get executed and that the projects that are currently in um, progress continue to move. So I would say, look at what you need first and don't always think that it's a VA. Mm, That is an interesting perspective because usually you hear that the VA is first. Like everyone's like, I got to get a VA. I got to get a VA. I got to hire a VA. You know what I mean? Because that's like what everyone, I mean, that's the general thought process. Like I got to get a VA. I got to get a VA to get these things off my plate. So that is a really interesting perspective. And I love that you shared that because sometimes it does like, you don't have to follow the path that everyone follows necessarily. I mean, there is a certain path. I don't want to say there's a certain path to success as in there's only one way, but there's definitely like people that have gone before us have dropped different gems and insights that generally, if we can just move forward in that direction by following some of the stuff that they've done, um, we can get that much closer to success ourselves. However, the thought of the VA being the very first person that you hire as a part of your squad, as a part of your team, sounds like that is not always necessarily the the right thing. So really, it's about you knowing the type of person you are, what specifically you need, and the direction you'd like to go in. Um, just thinking about those things before mm-hmm. you do your hiring, especially sure. if your money is funny <laughs> when yeah. you're just starting out, <laughs> right? Like when you yeah, that the money's just a little bit funny when you just start yeah. out. I think that, you know, just to give someone a, like a, a tactical thing to do of like, well, how do I know? Because I know that's the next question, right? Because mm-hmm. reset success leaves clues. So there are other people that actually use VAs and were successful, right? I know, a, mm-hmm. I know a guy who has a seven, eight figure business, seven or eight figure business now. Um, he built his business with VAs and now that's his business. He provides Mm -hmm. VAs for other people, right? But his whole business is run by VAs, right? So he has figured and cracked the code that works for him. But what I will say for most of us is like, um, they always say like, you know, what are your money-making activities? Or like, you know, what are the things that, you know, if you wouldn't pay somebody else that money per hour that you make per hour to do it, then you probably should, it's it's an opportunity for you to outsource. So think about this. If you're doing email marketing tasks, unless you are like, that's your jam, right? And it's, and it's bringing in the most money, then maybe it is best for you to keep your email marketing. But if you're posting to social media and you can find someone who is a social media management company that, you know, can help to do, you know, help you to, um, to do that, to step in the gap for you with that. And it frees you up for like six to seven more hours. As long as it's on par or comparable to what you would have actually been spending, think about, you know, basically you buying your time back. And so this requires you to know exactly what you're doing with your time. And I think that that for most of entrepreneurs, we don't ever know that because we're just going from thing to thing to thing that helps to run our business. But if we really stop and this takes some work on our part, you know what I'm saying, to catalog Mm -hmm. for like maybe a week, what did we actually do in a week? What was our Mm -hmm. hours like? And so one of the things that that has truly helped me is time blocking, because if I time block, then I know what, what I was supposed to work on. And then if I actually change that, what was in that time block? Then I change it on, you know, on my calendar to make sure that I understand and know what that what I actually worked on. So that helps me focus my time of like you spent because, you know, you can get down those rabbit holes. And next thing you oh, know, yes. you went on YouTube to find one thing. And now two hours, three hours later, but we won't account for that because we're like, oh, I needed a break anyway. <laughs> and it's like, that's true. You did need a break. But 
you know, now this this kind of skews your time because you didn't spend five hours on this thing. You might have spent like an hour and a half. And then the rest of the time you was just, you know, you was meandering around YouTube. So I would say start with the, the concrete nugget out of that is to start with a list of things that you actually do in your business that you could hand off to somebody else. And depending on that level, if you're not working with like um, a lot of projects that constantly need, you know, handling, then maybe maybe an online business manager or a, you know, VA, I mean, or uh, a project manager is not the first step for you because if you're mm-hmm. a product based business you know, you might need somebody who works with customer service and needs to be able to take the calls. And that could be a VA. Um, You may need somebody who handles emails, meaning responding to emails. And that could be a VA. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black Girl Peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because 
again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. So think about this in terms of like, what is my business? One, what is my actual capacity? Because we overestimate what our capacity is when we have jobs and other things to handle in life. And then what are the things that I have been doing that I can give up to free up my time to do more of the things that bring in money? And this is where you just got to be honest with yourself. I don't know what each of you are going to make per hour. And they always say, assign yourself an hourly rate, right? Well, I know what I charge my clients as an hourly rate. So my question is, if I'm going to answer this email, am I going to pay myself, let's just say your rate's $100 an hour. Am I going to pay myself $100 an hour to sit here and answer customer service emails? Like when you put it like that, like $100 an hour just to answer emails? Like, nah, I'm going to go and get somebody who makes maybe $15 an hour and they can work, you know, how many hours is that that they could actually work? You know, maybe six, four or five, four to six hours longer than you could by just working one. Mm. So just think about that of like, you know, how would you segment that out? What does that actually look like? And if you are a coach who is coaching a lot of people, maybe you do need a project manager. If you're somebody who is running a lot of like webinars or you do a lot of online events, you know, maybe you do need someone who's an online business manager to help you keep track of all those different things and updates to clients and things like that. You, you could still be a one person show, but it may look a little different about what you need first. Hmm. That is super, super smart. I love everything that you said there. Wow. Because it's true. Like if your your fee, your rate is $100 an hour, $1,000 an hour, $50 an hour, whatever that is, but you're able to, for example, say you do need a VA to do specific tasks that will help you just stay focused on you know the more important things um, or the things that you really are able to do well because that's your jam. Uh, then paying them, you know, $10, $15, $20 an hour, whatever that looks like, definitely versus you doing one hour at $50 an hour or $75 an hour or $1,000 an hour or whatever, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. Now, I was going to say, like, for those of us that are new, starting out, they're, you know, side hustling or whatever it is, but they're, they're just, they're like, you know what? Yeah, my money is a little funny, but I do see the value and delegation. I do see the value in allowing uh, someone to help me do certain tasks so that I can get the, get that off my plate and focus on other areas that will help me to grow the business. Um, but again, the money's funny. Like, how do you start? How do you start with that? Yeah. So the first thing I would say um, to anybody is congratulations, right? Congratulations on starting your business. Congratulations on recognizing that you are the solution to someone's problem. Congratulations on all of that for recognizing your brilliance, for making sure that your brilliance is about to be known. And so one of the things I will say is once you're figuring out like, okay, so money is funny. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I need to do, but I would consider something that is consistent that you need to produce 
that you could give to someone so they can produce consistent results over and over again. So whether that's email, um, you want to get your emails off your plate, you want to get, you know, um, your website, for instance, you don't need to necessarily be out here building websites at $150 a pop off of Upwork. You could get somebody to, to build literally a WordPress website or a Kajabi or whatever. They actually have things where people will put up, um, uh, jobs where they're willing to take this particular amount of money to do your job. So I would say start looking for things that you can begin to outsource. So let's say you got a budget of like you trying to get started. You want a budget of like, you know, $500. And that's like, hey, listen, I got to get this thing up and running. And this is for, you know, start bringing sales in. The thing that I would focus on is how do I bring more money into into my space? And so what are the things that are going to bring more money into my, uh, so do you need a website? Do you need, you know, your social, do you, you need email? You need, um, you know, you probably going to need a, need a lead magnet and then you, you need whatever product or product or service you have. And then think about, think through how you're actually servicing people. So how are you bringing more money into your business? Um, and so when you start to think about that, then think about what is something that someone else that you could do that can replicate because, to be honest with you, if you chose to get just a VA and they can do project management too. So like, let's mm-hmm. be clear, there's business management VAs. There's all types of VAs, right? There's sales focused VAs. There's all types of different ones. It's like, what is going to help me get to the money faster? So how can they actually pay for themselves, right? So if you know every time you send out an email, you get money, then maybe that person can help you get more money through email. If you know that you have to go live so that you can't, you can't manage the chat, but every time you go live, and you, you're posting your links and stuff in the chat, that person can actually be your support person, taking down questions, also putting the links in there and making sure that people are taken care of at a couple dollars, you know, like, you know, maybe $10 an hour, right? So now mm-hmm. if that person is helping you bring in more money, then now they begin to pay for themselves. So I would just say, be really clear about what your budget is because when we're first starting out, we're just doing stuff. Like we're just doing all the things because we kind of feel like we don't have the money And it's not that, like I said, you either got money or time. So if you can't invest the time and you also don't have the money, then, you know, now we got to figure out like, what is that? What is that combination? And like, what are you willing to, at this point, it's like sacrifice. So what can you sacrifice in your space to either give you more time or more money? Mm. Because you can't operate at a deficit of, you know, like you can't operate your business or do anything at a surplus of both. If we, if we all had a surplus of both, we would never be in these situations. <laughs> right. So it's just like making that tough CEO decision about what you can sacrifice. So if you don't have enough time, then you're going to have to sacrifice the funds. And then where can that come from? And only, you know, a realistic budget that's going to work for you per month. And then just stick to that. If it's five hours, what five hours can you pay somebody to maximize that time to bring to, to free you up to bring in more money? If it's more it's time and you have more time, what is it that they can do to take off your plate so that you can have more time for you to go out to make money? Um, so I would just be realistic with setting a budget and thinking through how much money you have. Hmm. Yeah. Money or time. Sorry money about or time. Yeah. You got you to gotta have one or the other or both. So we got to figure out what we can do to, to get out of that deficit, as you said, because a huge part of business is being able to delegate like there's just no, there's no getting around it. Like if you want to be in a position where you can grow, we've got to be able to get some things off our plate. And I was going to say again, even outside of business or as you're growing your business, again, don't forget ladies that delegation can and should look like getting help around the house and getting help with the tasks that you, you do on a day to day. Mm -hmm. 
so that you can have more time in your business. Because sometimes it's not even about necessarily hiring someone like a VA, for example. I mean, that definitely can be a part of it. But even thinking about things that you can delegate around your house, your errands, your day-to-day things. Like, for example, if you have the extra funds or you can figure out how to get it, it might look like, again, hiring someone to come in twice a month to deep clean your home from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. It might look like um, hiring someone to come pick up your laundry every week and do your laundry for you or hiring someone to, I don't know, walk the dog every day. I'm just saying like there's different ways to get some of those things off of off of our plates so that we can continue to move forward personally uh, and in our business. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, like you, you brought up a really great point about like different services. So Instacart, like I get groceries delivered now, Mm -hmm. you know, let's be real. I don't let nobody pick out my meat. So I do still go to the grocery (laughs) store and get my meat because I'm, you know, Hey, listen, you gotta, you gotta know your limitations. Right. I'm just being honest, boo. So, um, but I do get them to get me like, you know, um, the water, the jugs of waters that, that, I, that I need and some specific things that are actually on the list. So the Instacart is not actually much more expensive than me going to the grocery store, but you want to know what it saves me the time of, and the grocery store is literally less than five minutes up the road from my house, but I don't have to go through the traffic of getting up the street, getting out of my car, going to find everything in the grocery store, checking out, then bringing it all in the house and putting it away. All I got to do is go to my front porch pick up the groceries and come inside the house. Somebody else does the shopping. And as long as I'm clear about what I want, everything is cool. So if you've got even, you know, like you got your grocery budget out and you're like, okay, I can afford X, Y, and Z number for somebody to go to the store and pick this up for me. Hey, like, listen, go, go at it. I just got my hair done yesterday. This saves me so much time of getting up in the morning so that I don't have to worry about, you know, doing my hair. So it's like, you know, if you're a natural person or if you're, you know, a person like me, I, I keep protective styles in all the time. Or if, mm-hmm. even if you're not and then you keep, you know, a sewing or you don't, you just, you know, or if you're permed, whatever it is, what thinking about different things that can actually help you, you know, more quickly. Um, so doing your hair at night, if you, if you, you know, got that nice wrap in your hair so that when you pull it down in the morning, you don't have to spend the time, like it's worth it. So thinking about ways to like, shave time off of your off the time that you spend um and like she said it doesn't have to be like Bree said it doesn't have to be things that are related to business it could be things related to your environment that save you time and so Mm -hmm. if 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 you're in that time current you know time money crunch you know if I got one or the other and I'm always going to take the time because you can always use the time that you save to make more money Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I look at it. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with everything you said because I too am a fan of um, like the Amazon fresh and the instant cart or, and things like that. So uh, just not having to stand in line, not having to specifically go and walk around the grocery store like 15 times because number one, I did not take the time to make a list. So I'm <laughs> going around and around and around and around again. Um, me ordering from Amazon Fresh, for example, I have to, again, this is the vision, right? You have to give them the vision. They're not just going to be like, you're not going to just be like, go get me some groceries. And they're like, okay, we know exactly what you want because we're reading your mind. And so we're going to pick out all these things. And then they come with, you know, two, a bag of groceries with like three things in it. And you're like, this is not what I asked for. And they're like, well, you didn't ask for anything. Right. So again, having that vision. So I have to tell them, what I want. 
And I have to say, don't bring me any any mushy raspberries. You know what I'm saying? And (laughs) because you're able to tell them like some of the things that you like your requirements, if you will. I know you can with Instacart, too. Uh, And so they go to the grocery store on your behalf and they put your vision into motion and they go get the things that you ask them for. And then they come back with it and they deliver it to you. And that saves you time. But it does cost you a little bit of money. So, yeah, it's definitely a trade off. So I agree with everything that you just said. And I need to um, make my next Amazon Fresh grocery delivery as a matter of fact. So this is going to get a little possibly a little heavy, if if you will. But this is a real talk conversation. And I, and I know that my listeners are just like, OK, we want all the meat and potatoes, sis. We want we want it all <laughs> right so the first thing that I want to ask you is in your in your business and or in your life, however you want to choose, however you choose to answer this question, what is a way that you self-sabotage yourself and, and how are you able to move forward from that? And I ask because I think a lot of us, we, we second guess ourselves or we have like bumps in the road and we end up self-sabotaging and throwing ourselves off course. Mm-hmm. And so... I think this is an important question to kind of get your insight on because I know you've been there and you've been able to keep moving forward. So I want to go ahead and and share that with, with the listeners. Absolutely. man! It's such a great question and I can actually talk about it in life and also business. And it was um, believing the stories that I told myself and that I also allow other people to craft for me. Right. Mm. Which weren't my reality. And so I'll give you one in terms of life. Um, You know, we always talk about like our personalities and who we are and our characters and being able to show up um, fully and authentically. Right. Authentic is the buzzword of of the day. And so Mm -hmm. um, being able to show up authentically and be in environments that allow us to do that. However, rarely are we really truly provided that opportunity because we're, you know, consistently, you know, being assessed, judged, you know, pulled, you know, pulled to the forefront or, you know, jokes are being made about, you know, whether you're loud or you're this or you're that. And it's just like, Hey, you know what I'm saying? And so I began to believe the things that people said about me about like for one particular thing about my personality, uh, which I found interesting, but was crazy to me was that um, I was a very serious person or that I was mean, or it took a while to get to know me, but I was like dope once you got to know me. And, and I, you know, took that on. So I made this thing like, like I was, you know, I'm a people pleaser. So I came into this like whole thing about like proving to people, right. That I was not the person that this, these other people thought that I was. And so I'm constantly Mm -hmm. trying to prove this, you know, prove this. And it sabotaged because I could never, ever be me. Like imagine the mental gymnastics you go through at work where you're, you know, you're just a black woman just trying to exist. And there's just, things that happen there. So imagine doing that times 10 around black folk even, right? So that mm-hmm. I'm just trying to prove that I'm not what they think that I am. And then when I, it was when I began to embrace to say, you know what, we are all different and, and there's an and to that and that is okay. And here is how I'm different and that is okay. It's not that I am loud and so <laughs> my mama was loud. I love it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, listen, when I get excited, I get louder. So sometimes I might scare words. Hey, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to be out here, you know, like 
embarrassing you. Like I, I, I have coos. I know how to act in public, right? You know what I'm saying? I have manners. Um, but it was made to be something that wasn't um, acceptable, right? And then other pieces of the puzzle is like other times when I'm not as bubbly and I'm not as upbeat, people try to say like, oh, what's going on with Shayna? Like, you know, I'm cheating mm-hmm. her face mm-hmm. this. And I'm like, my fa- don't, please do not put your personal perspectives and your projections off on me. My face doesn't say anything more than I'm just sitting here listening and observing, but people will interpret and actually put meaning to something where there is no meaning to be had because of their own insecurities and uncomfortableness. Well, before I would allow that to bother me, right? I would, I would adjust myself so that I wasn't looking as they say, resting bitch face, right? Mm-hmm. I would make sure that that wasn't my case, but you know, sometimes I'm in thought. Sometimes I'm looking about something. Sometimes I'm reflecting on something. And if RBF is what happens, Hey, you're going to get served RBF for just this little bit of time. Can I like live and let live? So that's the yes. last, right? And that same thing happened on the business side, but mine was more so like fear of success. It wasn't what people were telling me because I, I get the opposite of like people saying you can't do it. There are people who believe that I can just do anything. They literally tell me this. And so there is a fear of failure on my side of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail at this. So then I wouldn't put in as much effort, Right. So that if I did fail or it didn't look, it didn't go well, I didn't, I hadn't made a big noise about it. So nobody would actually know. Mm. So I sabotaged myself in not believing that I was actually capable of doing all the things that other people think I'm capable of. And, and I had to start reframing that in my mind that I did believe that I could be successful. I do believe I am capable of carrying these things out. But the challenge was, I just didn't want to let anybody else down. And when I realized that the only person I'm letting down by not giving my all is myself, and it really doesn't matter because these people will still love me anyways, my perspective began to change. Now, I'm not going to say the negative chatter doesn't still happen, but it's easier to quiet now because now I have successes under my belt. So how I combated that was with action. I just continue to take action in, in the face of fear. It's like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Just keep taking action. Because when you keep taking action, it quiets the voice because you learn something really quickly. Either the thing you thought was going to work is going to work or the thing you thought was going to work isn't. And now you know how, how quickly you need to pivot. So the quicker you take action and the more consistently you take action, the more, the more input you get towards success because you know immediately yes or no. And so I would say those are the two instances in my life where self-sabotage definitely played a role. Or it mm. still does. Mm-hmm. Wow. Come on, Shayna. Come <laughs> on, Shayna. Come through with this good word. And this is not, it's not even Sunday, y'all. This is F the Cubicle Friday. Um, but we're going to pretend that it's Sunday and we're going to pass the collection plate because that's the word. And I really wanted to circle back on the fact that because when you were talking, especially during the latter part, I was thinking about confidence. And I know that for some of us, our confidence is lacking. Mm-hmm. And it's because we are afraid to execute. But I promise you that the more action you take and the more wins you get under your belt and or 
sometimes we think of of we think that when when things don't go our way and it, and it fails, for example, like it fails. We can say it was a fail. That doesn't make you a failure. It may have failed. However, there is all there's still a plus side to failure or to failing to for mm-hmm. something not going the way that you you wanted it to go. You know, let's call that a fail. And that yeah. is the fact that you took action. When you take action, your brain is like, okay, I can start feeling good about myself because I'm moving forward. I'm taking action. I'm doing the things that I said I was going to do, right? And you do, you can count that as a win. You move forward. You tried something. You took action. You took a risk. You stepped out on faith. You didn't allow fear to keep you stuck. You were still afraid. You were still nervous about it. Your knees were shaking a little bit, but you still moved forward. And that, my dear, is a win. And the more kinds of wins or the more wins you get under your belt, either those kinds or like the ones we celebrate, like, oh, my God, I made my first thousand dollars or, oh, my God, I, um, for example, the podcast, I had 500 downloads on the podcast for the first time ever or just something like that. Um, The more of those things we can get under our belt the higher our confidence is going to be so that you um, really can just like take off and elevate. But I'll tell you that if your confidence is low, you're not going to gain confidence by just sitting there and thinking about all the things you want to do or dreaming about all the things you, oh, I I would try that, but dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? We got to be action takers. We got to move forward. We got to move forward. Right. Yeah. I always say two things to that. Like act, to your point is action changes things. I always say, use the acronym ACT mm. and I mean, action changes things. And then, you know, the universe rewards action with momentum. So mm. just think about yourself as like, you know, when you get started, like when you, you get, you know, you're walking and, you know, or you start to do something hard and then you keep doing that hard thing, it becomes easier. Well, because you pick up momentum and the more you pick up the momentum, you get momentum on your side and you keep acting, you keep seeing the wins because you get a chance to find out quickly. And, I, and I'll say this really quickly. Jeff Bezos, um, when when he was um, doing, building Amazon, mm-hmm. he talked about all of the businesses. And I want you guys, this is a Googleable thing. <laughs> they bought a lot. They buy a lot of businesses every year. You know what I'm saying? So from, I think they bought diapers.com. So like a lot of different things, right? And so they talked about buying all of these businesses to fail fast because if they bought them, failed fast, they they it, it allowed them um you know, the opportunity to get that input and then to act quickly. They, to the tune of billions of dollars a year that they lose on these failed ventures that they have, you know, bought into. Um, But Amazon and Amazon Prime, like they even talked about like Amazon Prime, they lost money. People don't know this. On Amazon Prime, the first couple of years when they were testing it out just in California, and they couldn't figure out the algorithm. And their goal was not to actually make money on Amazon Prime. See, they tested it out for two years so that they could actually try to figure it out. And they literally kept putting money and money and money into it because they said they wanted to figure it out because the goal wasn't to make money. The goal is to get you on the platform and then you buy more stuff so they could actually up their average or, or you know, um, your cart value. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? know that things are going to be delivered in two days, you buy more. On average, the average person buys two times, I think two times as much as uh, with an Amazon Prime membership than someone without. They will take that all day. 
for your $99 a month, I mean, a year. Thank you very much. <laughs> they will take that all day. So think about if they would have stopped testing it because it was losing money in California, the thing that you know is Amazon Prime today would not exist. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have figured out the logistics part. They wouldn't be delivering stuff by drone. They wouldn't be, you know, they are always at the forefront of testing something out and trying to figure it out. And we are their, we're their test people, right? So if if Amazon can do it, you can't do it at the level that Amazon does. That's billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Figure out what it looks like for your business. Instead of asking, how can it work for me? You know, instead, instead of saying, can it work, should I say, ask, how can it work for me? What does this look like in my business? How can I actually, you know, um, to bring this in, this concept, this, this practice, this strategy into my business and make it work for me? It, it changes your mind to be solutions oriented than always looking for a question or always looking for a challenge. Mm. Hmm. That's huge. The fact that they were just tossing money, or what we would consider tossing money, and just throwing money away—millions and millions and millions of dollars. Five million dollars. Yeah. For years they tested it out before they released it anywhere else. See, and a lot of times we think that our idea doesn't work because we tried it like one time. <laughs> yeah. That because this is me. One time. I'm like, oh, this doesn't work. And you throw your hands up. You're like, oh, this isn't for me. This isn't for right. me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. say when you look 409, the reason why they got their name was because they tried 409 times. The ninth, the 409th time is when they got the solution right. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. So ladies, <laughs> make sure that, I mean, you have a vision for a reason. Sometimes it's just your vision isn't going to manifest exactly the way that you thought it would. So don't give up just yet. Don't, don't give up just yet. Keep going, sis. Like don't give up. Um, so the next question I want to ask is what, what is one thing it takes to be successful in life and or business? Um, I think these two go hand in hand, consistency and perseverance. Like you are going to need to, like we just got done talking about, you're going to need to just keep pushing, man. And it, you know what it may look like for you right now is not what it's going to look like in 10 years. Your, your, your genius idea may not be the first thing that you try out. I mean, I've been in this business game for a very long time in terms of like, um, like trying out different businesses and I've owned, um, a jewelry business, travel business. Um, yeah, shoe business. Um, I even bought and sold shoes for a time as a consultant. Like it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So like, when you think about the thing that you land on, um, you know, of where you are and like what it'll be, it may not be that first thing and you got to be willing to be okay with that and roll out. So I would say um, consistency of, of being able to continue with something, show up and keep pushing, um, and then that perseverance that when it's not going the way that you thought it was going, when you lose out on money because you're going to, when you hire the coach that didn't give you what you thought they were going to give you, when ish doesn't go your way, you can't find the right help. Your products come in looking crazy. You got to <laughs> be willing to keep pushing. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Because there are so many things along the way that are going to threaten to make you want to just throw your hands up and, and believe that it's just you that is having like all these challenges. Like, oh, it's just me. It's just me. Everybody else, dot, dot, dot. We do that comparison thing. Everybody else, like, <laughs> it's just so easy. It just, they, they, but we don't know the 75,000 things they had to go through to get to where they are in that moment that you're comparing yourself to. So right. do yeah. not let what people posting on these interwebs. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yes. 
definitely not. I, that's a whole nother conversation, but yes, absolutely. Like just unplug from social media, sis, if you need to, as you're kind of getting your baby off the ground or, and, or follow people pages that will pour into your spirit versus drain you dry and, and have you feel in some kind of way about yourself, about what you're going through, about how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your business. Like we need to learn how to just kind of separate ourselves from that because it's not helping us. It's harming us. Right. So the last thing that I want to ask you as we wrap up is, I mean, you've dropped so much information in such a short amount of time. Right. If there was a final thought you had that, or a takeaway for our listeners that they need to hear right now where they are in their journey, um, I would love for you to share that with them or a powerful book or a quote or just something that they can take away at the end of this episode that's going to launch them forward. Absolutely. My favorite quote ever, whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you're right. Mm. So no matter which side you're on, if you think you can't do it, you have you already convinced yourself that you can't, your mind's going to follow. If you convince yourself that you can do it and you're you're actually going to be a solutions machine and try to figure it out, then your mind is actually going to go that way. And mindset plays a huge role. So whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you're right. Mm, that's a finger snap right there. That is a powerful <laughs> quote because you are right. If you If you're sitting there and all day you're like, I can't do this. This is not for me. You are a million percent correct. And nobody can convince you otherwise. Right. And if you're sitting there thinking, man, I'm, you know, I'm the bomb. I got this. I got some dope ideas. I know I can execute. I might need a little help, but I got this. This is going to be amazing. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And again, nobody can shake you from that. And so we really need to make sure that we are protecting our mindsets mm-hmm. and being aware, like we were talking about before, of just who we're allowing in, what we're listening to, because all of that shapes what you believe and think about yourself. So that is an excellent quote, Shana, like excellent. Thank you for that. So before I let you go, I know you got some goodies for my squad. I know you, I know you got something that you can give my peeps because they love you now. I'm sure they have fallen in love with you and they want to check you out. So what you got for us, Shana? Get, give us something. What, what, where can we get something else from you so we can keep learning from you or keep being in your space? Absolutely. So following this, um, for sure, um, you know, we'll have a download for you that talks about, you know, the five powerful tips of delegation. And then we'll also have another goodie in there about, you know, creating your lead magnet. So I will provide that to you all with, um, you know, you can create, you know, listicles, as I call them, or checklists are really great. Um, for you to provide. And so I'll have a template in there for you to be able to do that. And now you got to figure out, you only got to do 20% of the work because 80% is already done. Um, And if delegation is on your, you know, I've already done the delegation part for you of creating it. Now all you got to do is fill it in. I love that. So I will be putting that in today's show notes. So you'll be able to click that link and go right to that takeaway. And you are definitely going to want to get that because, again, the whole point of this episode was delegation. And again, Shayna is the queen of delegation. So you have heard it from the queen's mouth. You are definitely going to want to get that and start executing 
on those things that she is she has put together for us. Okay, we're about action. You're not going to download that list and just sit on it. You're going to download it and you're going to execute immediately. Right, Shana? Immediately. Immediately. (laughs) Immediately. Yeah. You'll get the list, but you'll also get the template. And then you'll also get ways that you can actually begin delegating in your business, no matter what stage you're at. So uh, this isn't just a checklist of like, oh, just do this stuff. It's like, you know, hey, you're here. You know what I'm saying? There are some mindset things you need to get over about delegation. So we'll talk a little bit about that, too. So, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Just, Just catch the download. I love it. I love it. And also, where can we find you online? Like your website, um, your social, how can we be in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Shana L. Campbell, and that's S-H-A-N-A-L Campbell. Um, That's on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, It's also at Shana L. Campbell. Um, And then, uh, I don't know, for any of you LinkedIn peeps, I'm also on LinkedIn at Shana L. Campbell. And then my website is launchyourbrilliance.com. So launchyourbrilliance.com. Love it, love it, love it. Well, Shana, thank you so much for getting into the hot seat and allowing me to pick your brain. You have given us some amazing uh, things to think about, takeaways. We we are really ready, excuse me, to get our delegation on and our delegating on. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for um, just for being here. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on uh, F the Cubicle Friday. Hey. Uh, hey, I'm so happy to join you, ladies, and um, can't wait to hear from you. You know what what this you know what this template does, or you know if this was actually helpful. Definitely hit me up uh, on IG or any other platform and let me know how you enjoyed this episode. Yes, perfect. Thank you, Shana. Thank you, y'all. I'm back. So, how good was this episode? It was good, right? I I think this was a really good conversation that I was able to have with Shayna. We talked about a lot of different things. Like I had mentioned before, I did try to warn you, like make sure you have a pad of paper or a journal and a pen handy because we were going to go deep, deep on some of the topics. So hopefully this might be an episode that you have to listen to twice, you know? So um, as I mentioned, I'm going to go ahead and put that worksheet information into today's show notes, the link so that you can go ahead and get that. And start using it right away. Like we are action takers, right? We are action takers. And if you're serious about progressing and moving forward, it does require that we take action on some of the things. So again, that link will be in the show notes. You can go ahead and click that and get that right away. And you can also uh, get Shana's information from that worksheet as well. And also, before I wrap up, don't forget to go and grab your swag, your F the Cubicle swag, your t-shirt or your hoodie. It's going to be 10% off this week only for you listeners. So go grab it. There's no special code needed. I just got your back. I want you to be representing like I be representing F the Cubicle, all right? (laughs) So with that said, I appreciate you listening. Have an amazing weekend, girl. And, um... Wow. Yeah. This is so weird doing episodes on Friday, but I will see you again on Monday for another episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Take care.